And tonight we have Pitu. our one and only. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor There's Nancy. There's nobody like you, PT. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Nancy. You're so we kind. love and appreciate you so Thank much. You. Likewise. You likewise. have a birthday coming up, too. Oh, don't stop. You? Yeah, don't stop. Don't uh-huh. stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yes. The now, big one. I just, I just want to highlight that that hot dog feed that's going to happen the 11th, that is at no charge to you, of course. That's going to be yes, like come and eat. And I think it's like 6 o'clock till about 7, 10 or 7, 15. We're going to give you... read that in the bulletin. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's okay. And we're also going to be receiving offerings next this coming Sunday. So anyway, God is good. If I could just have a little more light on the subject here, that would really help me. Uh, I am going to be the big 6-0 this year, uh, but it, maybe it's not that big. <clears throat> it's just a number, folks. It's just a number, just a number. God is good all the time. We're doing more now than we did when we were 20. Hallelujah. And that's because the Spirit of God is quickening us. Is He quickening you? You know, being around this place will quicken you. It will. It'll quicken you. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your precious people that have come out. Help us, Father, to share accurately and share through inspiration of the Holy Spirit what needs to be said in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your precious people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. During a staff meeting uh, recently, um, the Spirit of God was come over us and uh, aren't you glad the Spirit of God comes over us in our staff meeting? We were having church up there in the staff meeting. And actually, uh, Pastor felt led to say it, it's a season to really uh, put a, a, a plead, a hedge of protection around our loved ones. And you are our loved ones, our church family, pleading the blood of Jesus and, and that hedge of protection and that. And... Uh, and as we were praying there, something came up real strong in my heart. And that was that, that Jesus said, watch and pray. And just this, this uh, question came up in my mind about the word watch. Watch. You see, it isn't just pray. It's also watch. So tonight, we're going to minister a message to you. First time ever. Hopefully not the last time. This, who knows, this may be out, turn out to be a series. But tonight's message is entitled, You Better Watch Out. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy that. You certainly will remember. What did he preach on tonight? You better watch out. Our journey tonight for the next few moments starts in Genesis chapter 1. And it's going to end in Revelation. Just kidding. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. And it says this, uh, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have, somebody say, dominion, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle. In other words, the air force, the land force, and under, and uh, so the, under the water. So it, it, it's your authority, the authority that God gave man was full, fully encompassing all of creation. Somebody said amen. amen. Somebody said earth, wind, and fire. Stop that. Stop it. That's Pastor Mark sneaking through there. Uh, anyway, uh, Anyway, so God created man in his own image. He created male and female, created he them. In verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and do what? Subdue it, and have dominion. Somebody say dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, every living 
thing that moveth upon the earth. Now I'm just going to skip around a little bit as we highlight some things in the scripture out of the King James Version, verse 6. Another highlight on the word dominion over. On the word, uh, rather on verse 28, underscoring the word subdue. Underscore the words have dominion over. And by the way, that was over every living thing. The NIV in verse 28 says... Uh, fill the earth and subdue it and rule, rule. Somebody say rule. Rule over, of course, the fish, the sea, the birds, and the sky, and every living creature that moves on faith. The Amplified Version says, let them have complete authority. Subdue it, dominion over, and every living creature. So these are just little highlights of what this meant. Man was created to take authority. He was created to take responsibility. Look what it says in, in the uh, Message Bible, in verse 26 of Genesis 1, it says, they can be responsible for the fish of the sea and the birds of the air cattle. And yes, the earth itself and every animal that lives on the earth. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Christian, you're created to take charge and be responsible so there should not be among our ranks uh, AWOL Christians that are not being responsible for whatever is entrusted to you. Moms and dads, you should not be irresponsible regarding your relationship, your home, your children. If you're a businessman, you should not be irresponsible regarding that which God has given you to do. If you're an employee, uh, or you should not be irresponsible with the tasks that have been given you. You should be responsible. You should take dominion of your area. And there's an anointing there. But I wanted to focus on Genesis 2.15 Look at these words by way of introduction. He says, The Lord took the man and put him in the garden in verse 15 of Genesis 2. We're in the New King James Version. Notice what it said. He put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Somebody say, tend and keep it. Now, that's a little bit blind to us because we don't really tend and we don't, we're not sure what this keeping means. So let's look at other versions. And in, in other, in the, in the Amplified Bible, it says that he put him in the Garden of Eden and he told him to tend and guard, guard and keep it. Well, a little more understanding. Look at the NIV version. It says he put it there to work it and take care of it. Take care of it. Let's look at other, other things about tend and watch. The Lord placed the man on the, in Garden of Eden to watch over it. Now, the, the word watch here, we're going to get into in just a little bit. It is not just that you're going to just look at it to watch it like you watch TV. That's not what Christians are supposed to do. You're not supposed to just sit there and say, wow, there was another murder, there was another shooting in our neighborhood. And just watch it. That's not what the Bible means when it says watch. It doesn't mean to, to, to watch robberies and wars and rumors of war and just sit there and see, I wonder what's going to happen. Let's just watch TV. That's not what it means. I got a witness some ba- somewhere back there. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, when he talks about watch, it means to, let me just read some definitions. To guard. Look at, look at this in the verb sense. The act of, or the duty of protecting and defending. How about that? 
As a noun, it would be described as the person who keeps watch or a person like a soldier or another person formally assigned to protect a person or an asset to control access to a person, place, or thing. So you might call it like security guard. I think you see where we're going with this. The title of our message is, You Better Watch Out. The role of a guard is to keep something or someone out of a certain perimeter and to secure something. I see a little bit of law enforcement in the house. You know what I'm talking about. To secure something that's precious that is within. To keep from injury, theft, or loss. Listen carefully. Injury, theft, or loss. Why do they put security guards in banks these days, what are they trying to do? They're trying to protect something precious. I got your attention now. Why when they transport a monetary fund, why do they use armored vehicles filled with armed guards? Why don't they just have a guy with a paper bag on a bicycle? Somebody, come on, help me out there. Why? Because there are what? Make no mistake about it. In the earth arena, there are, and until Jesus comes and redeems this thing, there will always be thieves. The primary thief, you know who he is. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, let's, are you, do I have your attention yet or what? I'm just hoping. So let's just keep this really straightforward. When someone or something breaches our space and hurts us spiritually, emotionally, or physically, or financially, someone is responsible for watching or guarding against that. Are you listening? Now, in the insurance business, there are categories of theft. There's a distinction between a theft and a loss. And it's important for us. Boy, I'm going to get in a little closer here. It's important for... That feels better. It's important for us. I might go a little further. There we go. To make this distinction, listen very, very carefully. When God gave Adam and Eve... The commission to go into the garden to watch it, it wasn't to watch TV, it was to guard it. And to keep what's in there precious. Listen carefully. Theft occurs when someone purposely breaches your space and takes what is yours. Are you listening to me? An example of this is you leave a laptop on the seat of your car in plain view. Boy, is that not good news. And that's not a good practice in the Bay Area. And then you stop to pick up a pizza. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I brought in food this early in the message. Hallelujah. I'm keeping up with pastor. While you're at your favorite pizzeria, paying for your pizza, someone breaks the window of your car and takes your laptop. Allow me to take a little detour here. Did you know that car break-ins are at 
up, they were up 31% from, this was between 2016 and 2017, they were up 31%, and in some areas, 35, I believe, percent. Like in the city, there are car break-ins all over the place, and it's almost impossible to catch the thieves. And in, in Oakland, it is up, they were breaking into cars in San Francisco in tourist attractions. But here in the Oakland and the Hayward in this area, they, they go to shopping malls and theaters where people are unsuspecting. And it's so quick, it happens so quickly. Bam, they break the window, they snag something. So number one, the first thing I'm going to admonish you about this, don't leave things in plain view for the devil. And number two, show some appreciation for your parking lot security. Did you know, and we need help, by the way. We need help. Did you know that before we had a parking lot security team, did you know that people were breaking into our cars? My car was broken into. Several people here, their cars were broken. But did you know that the moment we put out some guys out there with a vest, a flashlight, a radio, and not to confront anybody, just to be a, a physical deterrent, to just watch, just watch. Somebody say, watch. watch. So that if they see something funny, they could come in and do something. They could call the police or something. Did you know we haven't had a one car break in for two years? That's not an accident. While in the Bay Area, accidents are on the rise, or break-ins are on the rise, they're just stable at heart of the Bay. Why is it? You better shake the hand real good from your parking lot security team. And you better ask some of you out here, say like, man, we could use help out there. We sure can use some help. I just thought I'd put a little plug in there for you. But the, we, we were talking about theft. Someone breaks in and takes something that's yours. You follow me? They breach your space. But there's another definition, insurance-wise. It's called loss. Are you ready for this one? Loss occurs when we lose track of something that is ours, and through negligence or afterthought, we misplace it in such a way that we can't find or retrieve it. And it goes missing. You just can't find it. I don't know what I did with it. So I know you're going to find this a little humorous. This, and it, it literally, I think in some definition, some insurance company, this falls under mysterious disappearance. There's a mysterious disappearance clause. So we've all had, we all have our smartphones when we went to the restaurant and left it and forgot it at the table, right? You're like, oh my goodness, the phone. And you go back, oh, there it is. Woo. Some of you left your smartphone at church. But let's talk about laptops again, since we were talking about laptops. They're a nice, nice example. Here's an example of a loss where a, a laptop is concerned. Stay with me. This has spiritual and practical application. So you leave your brand new laptop on the top of your car trunk while reaching for your keys. And then you forgot that you put it there. You rush into your car and you drive off and the laptop falls off along the road, but it's in a protective case, so it's still in place, right? It's still in one piece, in its protective case. So, so a passerby comes upon the laptop. There's no name, no ID, no nothing on the laptop. It's in a busy place. So what do you think? Uh, what, are they, what are the odds of that laptop getting returned to you? Like, they don't know who you are. I mean, you drove off a half hour. That laptop has been sitting on the side of the road for a half hour. And you, uh, some stranger walked in like, whoa, that looks like a laptop. You open up the case like, whoa, a nice iMac, <laughs> 2018 iMac i7. If you don't know what that is, a very high, <laughs> high, um, uh, high profile kind of a computer. 
What, do you, what would you do if you found that? You know, like, well, okay, so you could kind of stand around and there's busy people and nobody, nobody, uh, hello? I mean, folks, if you said, did anybody lose an iMac? Every, you get a hundred hands. Me, 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 that was me. You know, you go around, you could make flyers and you could go to the vendors, like, did somebody report it? But what are the odds of it getting back to the owner? It's very, in the Bay Area, really? Unless you have angels on special assignment because you're so negligent. <laughs> or you got favor. I have favor. Remember that jewel that happened over that Pastor Nancy's a special case. I remember that special jewel that fell on the sidewalk and we believe God and you found it or something like that. Anyway, I better move along. Uh, if you don't have the kind of favor Pastor Nancy has, then you're out and you, I'm, I'm sure that you understand that even though the passerby did not intentionally set out to steal your laptop, you just accidentally abandoned it with no reasonable recourse for return. Everybody with us so far? So, so uh, the, the thought here is that uh, essentially you abandoned it. Now listen carefully, Christian. You were distracted. I was distracted. We, we, we handled something very valuable and we put it on the side and we got busy with something else. That's called neglect. Neglect, you might, it has the same effect. It's something valuable is taken away from you. Now, we've all lost something. I know, how many of you ever lost an iPhone before? One, two, three. You lost an iPad and we returned it like, oh, thank you, Jesus. That's a good, that's a good thing. She's, she's shouting the victory. How many of you lost umbrellas before? You went to the restaurant, you left through there and like, oh my gosh, the umbrella. We had a, a little walking, walker thing and, and go back to Kaiser. Oh no, sorry, it's gone. Like, it just, it happens, right? It's a part of life, right? But in our example, what we're trying to get here is a loss is a loss. And you've heard the, the saying, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. <laughs> Well, how many, how many of you besides me have ever been walking along the road and, and the wind is blowing some little green crumpled up piece of paper? You're like, that's a $20 bill. <laughs> and I picked up, there's one right there. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I found a $20 bill before. It was on East 14th. Who does it belong to? I have no idea. <laughs> but finders... Losers. Well, I've also unfortunately lost some things. Like I reached in my hand and lost a hundred dollar bill or something like that. That I mean, you know, oh, did that really happen? Yes, it did. But now that I have your attention, everybody's checking for twenty dollar bills that belongs in the offering. In case you were wondering, Second uh, Corinthians four seven is clear that we have treasure in earthen vessels treasure in earthen vessels. Proverbs 4.23. Let's look at that. Keep your heart with all, or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. There's something in your heart. There's something in your soul that is so valuable. This treasure. You've been working so hard on this. And did you know through negligence or sometimes, I'll, call, I'll just call it theft. Someone would like to just barge into your life and try to take something from you that they have no right taking. I mean, it's really easy to see if somebody stole my iPad, but what if somebody tried to steal your heart? 
And you know what's interesting is we could just flat be distracted and then lose track and lose sight of things. And these truths are so valuable. They are so valuable that you better watch out. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. I really like this one. It says, be well balanced. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. You'll see it up on your screen. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant. Be cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around as a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. I mean, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but it's a sobering message. We need to be aware and alert, like watching, watching over our kids, watching over our heart. You know, the enemy is so subtle, if anything, he is so subtle that he tries to get you to let your guard down. Do you know all it takes is somebody gossiping about somebody and you just let it drop into your spirit and that little seed will stay there and you know what happens? It can grow and it can destroy you. It can. Even questioning. Look at this. The enemy came to Eve and said, Hath God really said? And then she misquoted God. And then confusion came in and she got distracted. It's something as simple as a, as a question a question of your faith. You know, let me suggest to you something. If you don't know something yet in life that God hasn't revealed it to you as yet, then let me encourage you to focus on what you do know, focus on what you do have, rather than what you don't know or don't have. And you start following that line. Now, this is what I do. Hi, sweetie. This is what I have. And then you begin to praise God for that, for the revelation that you do have. And you begin to walk in what you do have. And before you know it, what you need to know will just flow into your life. I believe that. Be a good steward of what you know. But we're getting somewhere with this. The enemy, our adversary, the devil, is sneaky. He is so sneaky that I have got to bring in an example about this cat in our backyard which my it's not my cat but in a way it sort of is because this cat came by and my PK felt uh, sorry for this little cat in the rain and it's shivering and it's so she says well maybe I could feed it she made a cardboard box with foil and put a little towel in it before you know it the little the little cat's going there before you know it she bought little food like poor little cat poor little cat and then before you know it the box got soggy so the next thing is she upgrades it goes to Wally World that means Walmart for those of you that are sophisticated Wally A Wally and she got this plastic thing and she got a little what do they call those things? A little carrier with a nice little thing. And she got official, official uh, bowl for the cat. And then all of a sudden, like, what's going on up in here? All of a sudden, we got this cat coming up to our... So, so we, then you know you're in trouble when you name it. So now the cat's name is Whiskers. Whiskers. That's the name of the cat. Uh, uh, to be continued. Uh, what happened with Whiskers? And Whiskers just comes to eat and sometimes takes off and she's two-timing us with somebody else. But, but we all now are like checking out for Whiskers. Like, is Whiskers coming? Like, I don't know. Now, I do know this. We got in trouble when we started putting food out and not really monitoring it. And I heard this little... <laughs> 
And we went out there like, what's going on on the deck? Oh my goodness, two skunks are going at it. Like, we're feeding the skunks. So we pull the food inside. We says, no more feeding. It's about whenever we see whiskers, there's a little word for you. You need to be learn to be persistent like whiskers. She, whiskers just kept coming back. And okay, we'll put the food back out. All right, to be continued on the whiskers. That was part one on whiskers. But we have observed whiskers. We have also right, right close to our deck, we have a, this little thing that, that Kimberly puts water in and, and a, a little uh, place with plants and that and birds come and there's a little tree and they, they love to come. They're all kind of birds, birds and birds and birds year round. And so Whiskers likes that. So he thinks he's going to get these birds. So let me tell you, uh, the, the, the place has been mowed and it's, it's bare. There's nothing there. You, you have a black cat and you have like earth tone ground. So there's no way he can hide, but he thinks he's hiding. And he goes like this real slow. And he's, what do you call that? Slithering? What's he doing? He's stalking. And, you know, it seems like he'll take a half hour. Somebody's like, Pastor Tom, really? It's 8.15. You're talking to us about whiskers? Yeah, I am. I'm talking to you about whiskers because I want you to get this. So he's going real slow. And it looked like it took half hour for him to put the next step. And he's getting closer. Those birds are just... Pew, 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 pew. He's going closer and he's slithering. And he's slithering closer. And then he stops because they... Because... He goes... I'm really not here. Just frozen. I'm just like one of those wooden bears that's on the deck. I'm not real. Okay, then, then they, they all go back. Back to the slithering little whiskers. You know, he's getting closer and closer. And he, what he's trying to do, he's trying to get the birds to let down their... Say that again. He's trying to let them let down their guard. And usually this is what we found out about the birds. Usually there's kind of one that's kind of watching. And when the hawk comes in, some but one of them goes... In, a, in, a, in, in like a flash, about 50 birds go... It's kind of crazy watching the hawk come in. But anyway, never mind. Let's go back to Whiskers. So Whiskers is trying to be very subtle. In Genesis, wasn't the, the enemy real subtle? He's trying to be real subtle. And he's trying to get proximity. All he wants to do, I'm going to come over here to Helen. No, I'm going to come over here. This guy's so handsome, I'm going to come over here. He's real slow, trying to catch him. Just trying to make them get their guard down so that when we, when he's within pouncing distance, he's getting ready to pull the trigger. And you know, have you ever seen a cat pounce before? And at the last moment, don't worry, I, I don't want to surprise nobody. I'll, I'll step back this way. At the last moment, when he thinks he's got this, he'll go, and all the birds go, and they all go away, and Whiskers is going like, you know, and then let me go back to my dry cat food. I thought I was going to get something really delicious and fresh today. I know that story seems very graphic, but you will not forget this. That's how the enemy is. He's trying to get Christian roadkill. He's trying to just get close enough to you. Just get closer. Okay, that person, all they did is gossip a little bit about Pastor Tom. Just, just a little bit. Okay, that's okay. Oh, who me? No, nothing at all. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
did you notice this or did you notice that? Or whatever it is. It doesn't even, it could even be a woman flirting with a guy or something, just trying to get whatever. You know what I'm saying. It could be any number of things that the enemy may try to bring. Those of you that are trying to get, uh, that not trying to, you've got victory over substance abuse. Uh, the enemy may bring a thought in your mind. Well, you know, just get a little closer to the bar, you know, just a little closer or whatever it is. I, I'll, I can leave those examples to someone else that, because I, I maybe I'm not that great at it, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, there comes a point where you draw the line and where you're sober and you're vigilant because you got your guard up. So God placed Adam in their visual tonight. He placed him in the garden in order for him to be a guard. That was a primary function to keep bad out. And I've heard this taught. I didn't get a chance to research it in the Greek and in the Hebrew or anything. But, but basically it makes sense to me. He was probably standing by and let the serpent come in and mess with Eve and talk to her and deceive her. You know what I'm saying? The, the snake should have never been there. There are some things in our life that should never be. Listen, on the onset, let me go to this scripture. Like pastor says, don't assist the devil, resist the devil. It says in, in, the, in the Amplified Bible, it talks about how that we are to resist him and how that we're to do it on the onset. In other words, don't wait until your leg is about to fall off. The moment you get a a, a, a twinge of pain or something don't just like ooh that that hurts because the next thought is you know what tumor and you know so shots that's the first thing I'm going to think about shots I'm going to get shots no no I don't want shots but that's the wrong response the response is like wait a minute I take authority over this on the onset on the onset when fear tries to visit your house you know you know, there was a robbery next door. They, a bold robbery next door to my house. And so fear tries to grip my heart. And I, I'm really sorry about the folks next door, but they're not the redeemed. They're, we're working on it, but I'm the redeemed. They hit their house not once, but twice. This had to be some organized group. They went into their house and they carried off a a safe as big as a refrigerator. My wife was standing there watching like, are those service people? Like, come on, Christian, you got to watch. I don't want to, sorry, hon, I don't mean to embarrass you in front of the whole church. Just part of the church, no. <laughs> it's like, they're carrying this thing. It's like really heavy. I mean, this, this, this is a big safe. And they dragged it. And, and you knew that she figured something was wrong when they tried to put it in sideways into a BMW. And, and the dude, the dude was driving away with the feet hanging out of the safe. <laughs> like they didn't all fit in the car. And then she realized that doesn't look right. <laughs> They not only broke into that house and stole those people safe and that ripped them off once, it twice, they hit their house twice. So what does that do for us? The, the spirit of fear tries to get on us. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean that you don't lock the door. But I do know this. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. Unless the Lord watches. 
Unless the Lord watches the city, the, the, the watchman watches in vain. He's not telling you don't watch. He's saying watch in the power of the Spirit. Watch. I wish I had time. I need to close pretty soon. But there are some things, especially as you see the day approaching, we cannot afford to lose a generation of kids. We can't afford to lose them because we are negligent to face off with the devil. If our father in the faith, Abraham, can go and negotiate with God and say, would you spare the city for so many, 50 people? Okay, what if five were missing? 45, what about 40? What about 30? And he brought them all the way down to 10. If, if, if Abraham was able to negotiate with God, why can't we take our place and negotiate for our cities, negotiate for our kids, or negotiate for our schools, our, the, the company that we work for? Come on, somebody got kind of quiet in here. Hallelujah. So anyway, notice what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 11. This is in the, in the Message Bible. Keep a cool head. Excuse me, 8. That's verse 8. Keep a cool head, 1 Peter 5, 8, Message. Stay alert. Whiskers is poised to pounce <laughs> and would like nothing better than to catch you. Off guard when you're napping. Keep your guard up. It's just something we, we do. We put our armor on as Christians. Pastor Tom, you're scaring us tonight. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you the scripture. I'm telling you the truth. And by the way, just if you live in Dublin or Pleasanton, there's just as much bad that can go on there as anywhere else. Oakland, San Leandro, there's, there's bad happening everywhere. Notice what it says in 1 Peter 4, 7 in the King James. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch, watch unto prayer. Remember, we started this with Jesus said, watch and pray, right? 1 Peter 4, 7 in the New King James. End of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious. In other words, be, in, be serious and watchful in your prayers. NIV says this, be alert and so of a sober mind so that you may pray. So anyway, uh, I'll, I'll read the last one in, in the Amplified Bible, then we will close. And the end and culmination of all things has now come near. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. I'm going to have to stop sort of right there, but just a reminder. Jesus said, watch and pray. Or, may I say it this way, guard, and when you see something, be quick to respond with prayer or taking authority. Now, taking authority, you understand, is not prayer. You're commanding the devil about some things. Is that right? Don't just wait to see what's going to happen in your family. See what the Word of God says about your family and begin to speak it and pray and intercede. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go just just a little bit. I'll go this obviously may easily be a two part but but I like this. It says and in in the book of Isaiah 59. Let's skip to Isaiah 59 verse 15 and 16. We're almost done friends. How many of you give me 3 minutes and I'm not doing a Mario Murillo thing here. Just give me 3 minutes. This is Isaiah 59 
verse 15 and 16 in the New King, New International Version. Notice it says, Truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. The Lord, the Lord looks and was displeased that there was no justice. And he saw that there was no one uh, and was appalled that there was no one to intervene. That, 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 that just says it for me. You need divine interventions. And guess what? You are the major player in the intervention. Now, of course, in, in the book of Ezekiel, it says, And God, I sought for a man to stand in the gap for the land that I might not destroy it. Pastor Mark is encouraging us to put a hedge of protection around our loved ones. Do it! A hedge is like this thorny thing that, that, that people cannot penetrate. You must do this. You must do this. Put a hedge of protection around your loved ones. Put a hedge of protection around your city, your schools. Hallelujah. Your pastors, your church, and ministries. Why? Because the enemy is not playing fair these days. But we can take authority and we could head it off because we are like watchmen on a wall that could see it coming. I, I, I wish I had time to tell you how exciting prayer has been for me personally. But I just tell you something. Gosh, I, I need to kind of finish this. I was praying the word trade. I was praying about trade last year. I didn't know what that was. The only thing I know about trade is trading cards. You know, like uh, baseball trading cards or the song, I traded my sorrows. Okay, trade that. Okay, that's not what you're talking about. So I would just pray in the Holy Ghost. And that came up about, I don't know, half a dozen times. Trade, trade, trade. So I just went with it. Go with the flow of the Spirit. You have no idea what you're doing. You're standing in the gap, praying something in the Spirit. And then I walked away like, you know, like nothing. And just now I realized like, duh, we're in trade wars. The United States is in a critical juncture of our history where we're trying to balance things so that America could be strong enough to continue carrying the gospel. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to be political here, but I will say this. We need funds to come into America and America to be strong so we could continue funding missionaries. So you, I, you've heard this before. America is the number one funder of missions. It is America. So hallelujah. God bless the church, hallelujah, who's rising up in this hour. And this is our finest hour. And he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But that doesn't mean that the whiskers isn't going to try to sneak up on you. And you are a part of the church. Your family is a part of the church. Your health your finances, the peace of mind that you, that you, that you so desire, that's part of the kingdom of heaven. Don't let him steal it from you. And don't neglect it. Don't just let it slide on its onset. Be quick to take authority. Be quick to plead with God in behalf of your kids. Amen. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Help us to guard that which you've given us. The, those things that are precious deposits. Lord, we cover our families with the blood of Jesus. And we are alert. We're sober and we're keen. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. This is a treacherous day to be alive. And yet it's a glorious day if you live in the presence of God. I pray for our friends that are here tonight. And those that may be listening, Lord, through iPod or whatever means, CD. That they would take the assignment 
seriously that they are ambassadors of the highest order. That they are, have the capacity to stand before the judge of all the earth and negotiate things out and to sequester favor for those, Father, that are outside the will of God and things could turn favorably and hearts can turn and situations can turn and cities could turn and states could turn. And schools could turn and violence can turn at the name of Jesus and at continued, fervent, effectual prayer. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to help us to watch out and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody get something out of this tonight? Hallelujah. Woo. That feels good. We got that one out today. Hallelujah. I think you'll remember that whiskers thing, huh? Well, praise God. Let's just, let's just, it's 8.30, 8.31. We're going to minister to the Lord in our giving in just a little, in just a minute. Let's just pray. Let's just t- let's t- take, t- let's take two minutes and let's just pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost and ask the Lord to cover some things. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We lift up, Father, uh, as you said, our... Uh, that we are to pray for those in authority, that we might lead quiet and peaceable lives. And we thank you, Father, that in the arena of governance, both spiritually and naturally, Lord, we we need help uh, in our nation. We need help in our state, in our cities, our schools. Lord, we pray for those that are in authority. Hallelujah. We pray for for our judges. In Jesus' name, we pray, Father God, for those leaders, 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 that you would raise up leaders, leaders. We declare that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Lord, deliver your men and women from wicked and unreasonable people that are operating in the wrong spirit. Hallelujah. And we pray all that pertains to life and godliness. We the enemy would try to have us to believe that we're going down in a handbasket. But no, we are arising. Things are better than the enemy would care to admit. We, the church, are bringing good news. We're bringing a bright future for those that would believe in Jesus Christ. And it makes a difference to serve God. The nation that serves God will stand, period. We thank you for it, Lord. And I pray for the friends here, Father, for the parents and for the children and for the grandparents, Lord, the families in this church. We thank you, Lord. We shut the door on the devil. And we thank you for an open heaven, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you for, for physical and medical situations turning around in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we pledge, we plead that hedge of protection around this precious flock and across our pastors and the pastoral staff and the leaders and the partners of this church in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. Now, in closing, let me say this. You could have it two ways. After the fact or before the fact.
If you've got insurance, <clears throat> somebody steals something from you, then you make a claim and the money comes back. <clears throat> Some of you have experienced that unfortunate situation. However, there's another way to do this. To watch and pray, and He will warn you ahead of time. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't get involved with that person. It's like, oops, don't leave your laptop in that back seat. Oops, oops. Put, you're right, Lord. Forgive me. I'll take it with me. And stuff. You follow what I'm saying? You, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come and help us in our path here so that those things are just little lower level devils that try to distract us. We have, we got business to, tra- we, we don't have time to mess around with State Farm and AAA and all that nonsense. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. We got souls to win. We got people to pray into the kingdom. We got devil heads to stomp down. We got hands to lay on the sick and they recover. We got people to love on in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Yeah. You know what it is to... Go ahead. PN's tag team. Come on, PN. Come on, come on. No, no, no. Just real quick. What occurred to me is that it's a different position. So it's not you're the prey, but you're the predator. When you're a watchman, you're the watchman on the wall, and you're looking down. Yes. And so that is your position. Your position is not to be preyed upon. Come on. You're the predator. You're the binder. You're the looser. You're the one that's going against the enemy and not allowing the enemy to come against you. And that's what Whiskers did. Amen? He was the predator. Yep. So we can learn from him. Yes, we can. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nancy. Wow. That was really good. Hallelujah. It's 8.37. We'll have you out in just a couple minutes. Glory to God. Any announcements we want to make here, PN? Let's make them again. <laughs> We're having communion? No. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, no, no. Uh, small groups. Yeah, Remember small groups. Jim, I hope we see you at the small groups, bro. I really enjoyed your company and your, test, your testimonies and stuff at the small groups. July 11th, we're starting up again. So, yeah, very, very good. Pastors will be back with us this weekend. Don't forget, it's um, celebration of um, anniversary. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to celebrate real big. Worship God. Thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Everybody sure is quiet in this first church. I don't know. Maybe you're just thinking about how you're going to set up your alarm system, you know. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Keep that devil. There's a little song that I used to hear, shut the dough on the devil, or something like that. <laughs> you don't need to be devil conscious, but you know, you might as well be aware, right? We're good. We're good. I think we're good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Brother James. All right, anybody needs prayer, we'll be up here to pray with you. God's good. God is good. He's good all the time. Your days are bright. You got bright days ahead of you. It was real cool to preach real close up there. I might try that again sometime. I don't know. Hallelujah. I think that's it, friends. You are dismissed. We'll be up here for prayer if you like.